Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 261, which we are recording on Friday, December 31st, 2021, last day of the year. Woohoo! I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're once again in the mobile studio. We are parked in a very beautiful location. One of our local golf courses. We're on the edge. So if you hear the sound of someone yelling, four, it's because <laughs> there might be a ball headed our way. Hopefully we don't hear any cracking of balls against the car. I don't think we will because I think it's getting less crowded as we get later into the day. Yeah. And we finally have sun in Santa Cruz. It's been raining quite a bit. So everybody's out and about because they can be. Yes. All right. What are you wearing? Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is that I have not kept up with wearing a hand knit every day. Oh, I have actually. I have tried and then I have had too many at-home days where I have just totally forgotten, just (laughs) totally forgotten. And though I often wear a shawl at home or grab a blanket, I'm pretty sure that I have missed days. And I certainly have days, have had days where I just haven't thought about it. So I haven't kept track, strictly speaking. So I think I'm I'm out of the running for perfect attendance in that one, but I am wearing my Ellery sweater today. This is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty, and I knit mine in one strand of a smooth sock yarn and one strand of a silk mohair blend. So it's delightfully soft and squishy. It's also the really low micron yarn from Western Sky Knits. Reno 17 light. Yeah. Yes. So it's very, very soft. And I just, I love this sweater so much. The Ellery sweater is a pullover with textured slip stitches around the yoke so they don't show up mm, as well perhaps because of the mohair but they show up well enough they're really pretty yeah Yeah. and the yarn that i used very very lightly speckled so it doesn't overwhelm the pattern and we are in an area where people are walking their dogs it's the weirdest thing people are driving up and parking on a golf course to walk their dogs it's a very bizarre thing but it seems to be the norm because so so many people are doing it yeah sorry about the (laughs) occasional bark but continuing with what you're wearing your shawl she has a perfectly matched ensemble Oh, I do have a shawl on as well. And let me see, which shawl is this? This is, this is a Hohi Locatelli shawl. It's not, I don't think it's Imagine When. It is. Because it has the bobbles. Yeah, I cannot remember. And I neglected to look it up because I pulled this out at the last minute. But the so loveliness I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> the loveliness of it is that her sweater is mostly a natural color with speckles of purple and yellow and gold, and her shawl is mostly purples, a tonal, very beautiful purple with yellow speckles and gold speckles. And it looks so pretty together. <laughs> I'm so you. impressed. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. I keep staring at the combination. It's just so pretty. <laughs> Well, I love both these pieces separately and together. They're even better. So 
That is Ellery by Elizabeth Doherty and Unnamed Shaw by <laughs> Hohi Locatelli. <laughs> what are you wearing, Gail? Well, I want to go back to the wear a hand knit every day because we never talked about it on the podcast. We didn't. It no. was just in our discussion group on Ravelry. Right. It was right after we last recorded with Robbie, right before the self-indulgent knit-along started on the solstice, and I texted Charlene one night and said, oh my gosh, what if we do wear a hand knit every day from the solstice to the equinox? So if you want to play along, just wear a hand knit every day. It's not a formal thing. It's just let's see how many days we can wear a hand knit. And I have succeeded because even on days where I didn't pull a sweater out because I was cold at home, I've put on wool socks. Oh, and it sucks. Yes. My slouchy socks have been my, oops, I haven't worn a hand knit yet. So I pulled those on. That's a good idea because I cer- the weather has certainly supported the wearing of hand knit socks every day. So. Yeah. And when I walk the dogs, I've been wearing hats almost every time. So if it's not a hat or socks, then it's a sweater at home because my blue sand sweater has become my at-home, not bathrobe, bathrobe. I love Lovely. it. Yes. That's awesome. But right now, I am wearing a debut wear of my The Classic by Espastrico, which I knit in a fingering held doubled with a silk mohair. And it's navy blue, and it's really cozy. It's a turtleneck that was knit top down. And if I had it to do over again, I would do less ease in the body because it's very unflattering. It's, oh. I think, a little bit too big in the body. Hmm. You'll see in the pictures. I just, it's not very flattering, but it's super comfortable. So uh, overall, it's a win. But if I had it to do over again, like I said, I would take out some of the positive ease in the body. Hmm. And... <laughs> I'm looking down at my sleeves and all I notice are the little pieces of Leroy hair everywhere. (laughs) Everything I knit now has little pieces of white dog fur from my silly puppy who I took his nine month picture yesterday. I've been taking a picture every month on his birthday. And yesterday I literally hurt my wrist picking him up because he's so giant. He's huge. Leroy hair in my the classic sweater. That's <laughs> what I'm wearing. <laughs> what have you been stocking? Well, I wanted to mention the small street wrap by Noma Endlovu again. Yes, I was stocking this one two episodes ago, but I mentioned it again because I had spoken about the choice of the black and white photos that the designer used on the Ravelry pattern page. And Gail had said maybe it was because the yarn kit she used was a surprise kind of countdown kit and she didn't want the colors to be revealed. And it turns out, yes, the yarn kit, I think when the pattern came out, the yarn kit, it was a countdown kit and it had just started. And so she didn't want to reveal, like you suggested, Mm -hmm. the rest of the colors. But the photos on the pattern page are now in color. So I'm mentioning it again because I want you to go look at it because, wow, they are glorious. Really? Yeah. It's amazing. So the small street wrap is a rectangular shawl and it's got 
an arrow. It's just got one like triangular shaped point on it in the middle. So like a center spine kind of thing. Like my lead the way. Yeah. Same shape, yeah. Yeah. And the the point is just created by increases, decreases. And the colors are just amazing and glorious. And I don't know if the way that she organized the colors is just random or if they were organized in this order, you know, for everybody to follow like one, two, three, four, five, or mm-hmm. maybe she used them in the order of the days that you opened them. I'm always curious about how people yeah, me too. choose the order because it looks totally random and it still looks fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we're, we're going to talk a little bit about our mini skeins later, but I sit there and I organize mine and I, I I put them in an order and I try to decide which order they look best in. And this just looks so random and it's, it looks fantastic. Well, so. I wonder some of the countdown kits, I know that dyers dye them to go in an ombre or in a yes. tonal direction. Yeah. They're meant yeah. to go one day after exactly. another and other dyers probably just do a, Colors that look good exactly. Together. So yeah, this pattern I determined will not work for the mini skeins I have because it's written for a DK weight yarn and the size of the stripes that she has, I don't think will work well with the tiny little amounts that we have in our mini skeins. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think it will work, but Wow, the photos are really amazing. So go take a look. <laughs> That's the Small Street Wrap by Noma Endelovu. And then the second thing I am stalking, and this was a Christmas Day pattern release from Hinternstein, and it's called Cozy X. And it's all squished together as if Cozy X were one word. So I don't know if that's the way to pronounce it. I don't know if it's supposed to be Cozy 10 maybe or yeah i'm not sure but apparently the designer hintermstein her birthday is on christmas day oh so she called it her birthday sweater and this was her birthday pattern release and it is a loose fitting turtleneck and is made in two strands of mohair held together or You could use, of course, a DK weight yarn if you are not into the mohair. But it's so light and fluffy in the pictures. It looks so nice. I'm looking at part of the reason that I wore this sweater today that I'm wearing right now was because I was trying to decide if I would really like a sweater that's made in two strands of mohair or if this is nice and fluffy enough or if it would be too you know i just don't know (laughs) oh the endless possibilities (laughs) the endless possibilities and also double stranding mohair that's a lot of mohair it's a lot of mohair yeah and mohair is not necessarily a wallet friendly (laughs) choice (laughs) well said begin with so with two strands mm, i don't know if 
I was thinking you had found at Stitches, which is now two years ago, that I believe it was a mohair nylon mm-hmm. blend, which halved the price of the skeins. Yes. That was a really well-priced mohair choice. And I don't think it's one that's necessarily widely available. Every time I've gone to look at their website, it seems to be that they don't have any in stock. Yeah, so. and fewer colors. At Stitches, they had so many yeah, colors. Yeah, So anyway, that's enough about mohair. But I don't have enough in stash. But the two-stranded sweater really looks light. And lovely, this sweater, Cozy X or Cozy 10, whichever it is, it is a pullover and it has a unique design feature that I really like on the sides at the hem. It has this little gusset that's placed at the hem of the sweater that separates the front from the back. And then the front goes down, hangs is a little bit longer and the back is a little bit longer than this gusset piece. So there's this triangular shaping in there. And on either side of the gusset is a faux seam that goes up. And mm. it it's really a cute little feature. I like it. I think it's very striking the way the fabric hangs down a little bit longer and the way the gusset shapes the sweater so that it's a little bit wider at the bottom not quite an a-line because it doesn't go up as high enough for for me to be what i would consider to be a true a-line but it does give you that shaping it gives it a, you know gives you more room at the hem which i really like hmm. really really like it i like the look of it i like the triangular gusset the little vertical faux seams so that's a fun one. Cozy X by Hintermstein. I'm going to make one suggestion, a possibility for yarn choices. Mm-hmm. You could also do a lace weight yarn held doubled with a mohair silk mm-hmm. lace weight. Yeah. Because I know you yeah. have that logwood. I, I have a couple lace weights mm-hmm. in stash that I have waiting for a sweater. So... What I do have to look at this. When I looked at the pattern page on Ravelry, I couldn't immediately see the specific yarn needed for each size. Mm-hmm. And I really dislike it when designers just have that range. Right. When it says, oh, a thousand to two thousand yards or meters are not helpful but it doesn't tell you exactly how much is needed for each size because i don't i think there may have been i'm hoping that there may have been a chart in her photos sometimes designers will do that but i just i didn't check that carefully when i looked at it but that will be something i will consider hopefully the chart is there and that might be something that I could do with one of my quantities. It's such a lovely combination. Yeah, it is. So nice. It is. <laughs> and then the third thing I am stocking is another hat. This one, my friend Stephanie pointed this one out to me because we had been talking about the Musselbura hat on the podcast as a reversible two-layer hat. Mm-hmm. 
And so this pattern from Pearl Soho is from years ago. I think it was from, I didn't write down the date, but I think it was from 2013 or 15, something like that. And it's also just like the Musulbara. This one is a fully reversible hat. So basically two hats knit together. This one, however, is a free pattern. And the top of this hat is really cute because what you do when you finish the two hats together, you pull a few little, I don't know how it's done, but you pull a few little strands of one color through the top when you close it so that it looks like a little flourish at the top it's not a tassel and it's not in it's not by any means a pom-pom it's just like a few little strands just yeah a little flourish at the top but it's it's very cute very very cute and i hadn't seen that done on any of the other two i don't know what you call it double they're not double knitting um double hats i don't know double hats yeah they're two hats yeah exactly one inside another basically yes because yeah. <laughs> there are quite a few of those patterns i started looking through them but this one just had that little flourish on top and i thought it was really cute oh there i did write it down it's a pattern from 2013 oh wow so, yeah pearl soho reversible hat and they also have a cowl to go with it now that i think about it but i didn't investigate that pattern i think it's just a plain stockinette to layer cowl the hat, I just like the little flourish. I can't at the wait top. to see what that looks like. <laughs> so, what are you stocking, Gail? I have two sweaters and a wrap. And the first sweater is called Mazzy, M A Z Z Y. And it's by Elizabeth Smith. And this one is on my radar because Amber is knitting it for the self indulgent knit along. Mm. And it's a really cute open front cardigan. It's longer, so under the butt, and it's A-line. It's knit bottom-up, and it has pocket. It's just a super cute, open-front, relaxed sweater, and that seems to be what I'm going for these days. It just looks like it would be a fun, easy knit and very wearable. Yeah. So thanks, Amber, for pointing that one out. The next one is called the Fairy Bouquet, and it's by the designer Joanna Ung, and it's fingering held doubled with a lace mohair and this one's really cool because it has really pretty texture so it looks like a circular yoke but it's not it's actually i think it is top down raglan shaping even though it looks like it would be a circular yoke based Mm -hmm. on how the pictures look Hmm. actually wrote circular yoke and then had to cross it out and write raglan over it because I read carefully and realized, (laughs) no, it is not a circular yoke, but the texture in it is really cool. It's obviously twisted stitches combined with other things to give a beautiful texture. And then the sleeves down the sides of the sleeves, there's a very beautiful texture that looks like it has some cables in it. And often I think, like you said about the yoke of your sweater that you're wearing right now, often the silk mohair yarn kind of obscures the textured Mm -hmm. stitches sometimes but this sweater they just look so pretty and it's just a really nice design i don't think that i would necessarily knit it i don't usually like wearing sweaters that have a lot of design work on the sleeves Mm -hmm. strangely enough 
but it's really pretty. Very, very pretty sweater. And of course, you wouldn't have to do the texture on the sleeves, but that's right. a lot that's, of the prettiness yeah, of the sweater. Yeah. So that one is called the Fairy Bouquet. And then the wrap that I'm stocking is by Hohi Locatelli. It's from The Newest Interpretations. And it's called the Ladybird Wrap. And it's really pretty. It's a rectangular wrap that she knit with four colors. And it's fingering weight. And the body of the wrap looks like geometric kind of not hologram, but I'm finding, I'm struggling with the word here, <laughs> but it looks like one of those things where if you, a picture where you tilt it one way, it looks kind of one way. And if you tilt it the other, oh, yeah, not an illusion picture necessarily, but it's just really neat the way she created this geometric effect and it's all done with slip stitches. Uh-huh. So it's really interesting and oh, I'm going to have to look at that. It's again. really cool. I think you're going to like it. So, I know I've seen it, but. I don't remember that particular feature. Yeah, it's just really cool. It's it's not quite subtle, but it's also not really in your face yeah. because of the slip stitch effect. It's not color work. And then the borders around it are very geometric, just borders. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting combination of very starkly geometric with a more subtle geometric effect that I'm not describing very well. So please (laughs) go look at the pattern. (laughs) The pictures do much more justice to us than I am describing. I don't think I would knit this one anytime soon because I think you'd probably have to pay attention to the pattern to get the slip stitches right. And my headspace just isn't there right (laughs) now. But if I was in that kind of mood, I would totally want to cast this one on. It's yeah. really pretty. And it's another one of those schlankets. It's lots of yardage. <laughs> it's a big wrap. And it's just gorgeous. So yeah. that one is called The Ladybird Wrap by Hoki Locatelli. Okay. So what have you been knitting? Well, not much, to be honest. I haven't been knitting as much as I sometimes do or sometimes can. I've just been taking care of a lot of business, taking care of my parents' house, and it's it's been a little bit of a struggle lately. Just been a little sad, a little busy, lots of things going on. Yeah. So I did find one sweater to cast on, which hopefully will perk my interest and keep me knitting during this time. It is the Ebbets cardigan by Elizabeth Doherty. And this one is a very yarn-driven choice for me because I had a sweater quantity of this deep dark purple Wolmize DK that I wanted to use was calling to you. It really was. So Ebbets is a drop shoulder open front cardigan with a somewhat wrap around ribbed collar. And then it has, of course, Elizabeth's signature braid across the back. And it's written for worsted weight yarn. And in general, I always seem to knit DK and worsted weight yarn almost the same. And it proved to be the fine with this yarn after I swatched, so it works for me. Um, This one starts at the back neck of the collar, and so I've knit the piece that is kind of the the back of your 
neck and the upper back. And then you go back and do the braid. And then you go back, pick up stitches across the top for the two fronts. So I haven't started on either of the fronts. I've done the braid. Oh, wow. You've already done the braid. Yeah. That's the hard part for me. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm just now starting on the ribbed collar, which goes across the back of the neck. And then once I do that, I'll start on the two fronts. Nice. Yeah. And I shouldn't say it's a hard part. The braid isn't difficult, but for me, it's always a mental leap to get through that part of one of Elizabeth's patterns. Once I'm past the braid, I usually feel like the hard, quote, hard, unquote, (laughs) part is done. Yeah. And it's not that it's hard. It's just there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of shaping that happens for that upper part of your body. You, you're knitting down from the very top for the back and then you start at the top again and knit down for the front and shaping everywhere and starting of patterns. And yeah, so there's, there's a lot to consider when you start a sweater that is knit in this fashion. Yeah, I think but, Elizabeth's one of the best designers I've come across so far to do that very well. So it's not a trivial start to a pattern, but it's so worth it because of the fit. Well, and her instructions are impeccable. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. You just have to follow it. <laughs> you, you need brain what space it tells to do. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very happy. I'm using a different sort of yarn than she did in her sample, but my yarn will be very drapey. And I really need something like this in my wardrobe. So I think it's going to work fine. The little upper back section that I've knit so far feels really good. The deep dark purple is lovely and makes me happy to look at and knit with. So yeah, I'm very happy. Aside from that, I was still making hats before I cast on this sweater. And I think perhaps I am done with hats for a little bit. I really went all in this past month, and that was almost all I was knitting for a while. Hats, Mm -hmm. hats, hats. And then I have a stack. (laughs) Now a frog is joining our chorus. (laughs) (laughs) I have a stack of hats that I knit after I had given away my last stack Mm -hmm. and I was putting those away and I found two that I had neglected to give away Ah, so I already have a good start for next year's um, giveaway knitting nice my mom showed up on Christmas Eve with a little bag full of worsted weight 100% wool most of it was not super washed so I have a good start on next year's stash for knitting yeah that's awesome yeah I'm sure the microphone is picking up that frog. I'm sure it is, too. <laughs> he, I don't know. It's not like it's very moist out there. I mean, it's wet from the rain, but it's not like there's a pond or anything. It's wet enough. Those guys that we have around here are super tiny. They're only like that big. Little green. Yeah. Little green dudes. Yeah. So they don't need a, a big a big <laughs> pond. It's funny. They sound a lot bigger than they are. Yeah, they do. I have friends who have them in their 
yard and they only have a tiny little water feature in their yard and the frogs hang out there. So, yeah. So that is what I have been knitting. How about you? What are you knitting? I have three new cast-ons since the self-indulgent knit-along started, and I'm so happy with all of them. So the first one that I'm working on right now is The Lounger by Hohi Locatelli from that new Interpretations collection. And The Lounger is a top-down, open-front sweater that will be like a bathrobe that's not a bathrobe (laughs) in my wardrobe. And when you're done with the knitting down, you also do pockets. Then you pick up stitches and knit a hood. So it's a hooded open front cardigan with pockets. Oh, okay. Very the nice. Hood is mm. last. Yep. Interesting. Okay. And she did call for a provisional cast on, but I decided that I didn't want to do it that way because I wanted to pick up stitches to give a little bit more construction rigidity strength for the hood Mm. so because it's raglan shaped so i didn't want it just to droop down my Mm -hmm. shoulders the pattern is written for a worsted weight and i'm using a strand of Womai's lace garn their lace weight yarn which is a heavy lace weight held doubled with a silk mohair so i really changed up the yarn for this but i'm knitting it at the same gauge as the pattern so i'm getting a really nice open airy fabric and I love it. The two colors together oh, it's so are really, really pretty. Yeah. They're both pinks, and the mohair is from Hazelnuts, and it's their blend called Air Mo. And the colorway is Midge. It's a mauve pink, dusty pink color. And then the Woolmise is a brighter pink that has some kind of brownish pink mixed into it. Very, very pretty. It's so pretty. In fact, now I am rethinking my whole scheme for that sweater because I I also want to make this sweater and I was planning on using a smooth DK weight yarn. And now I see (laughs) Gail's and I don't know if I can picture the sweater any other way. So I may have to... Gosh, I need mohair, apparently. <laughs> well, but you're, you're knitting Ebbets right now, and that's a DK open front sweater. So two DK weight open front sweaters in a row? I well, they're very different. They are very different. Very but different. for your wardrobe, I'm thinking the mohair blend one is what you need for your next one. Probably, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing for that one, as you can tell. So that is The Lounger by Hohi Locatelli. The second one I cast on for myself for the self-indulgent knit-along is The Habitation Throw, which is a blanket by Helen Stewart of Curious Handmaid. Charlene has already knit this blanket, so you've heard about it on the podcast before. And this was designed to be knit with either a countdown calendar of yarn or scraps. And we're going to talk more about the yarn that I'm using later in the podcast. So I'm not going to give away spoilers about the yarn other than to say it's making me so happy. (laughs) So, so happy. And then the third thing I cast on, which is not a self-indulgent knit per se. Josie and I have been looking for a blanket pattern for me to knit for her for a very long time. And as you know, I gave my memory blanket, my little sock yarn square memory blanket to Max. And when Josie and I were last looking at patterns, I believe on Christmas Day, she said, you know, what's really in my head is 
the blanket you gave to Max because I loved it every time I saw you knitting on it. And I said, are you telling me that's the kind of blanket you want? <laughs> and she said, well, I don't want you to knit something that's not, you know, that's going to be difficult or, you know, I want it to be easy for you. And I said, Josie, I want it to be something that you like. So let's focus on what you like. So I cast on another memory blanket for Josie. Ooh. Yeah. And Instead of using a dark gray for the borders of the squares, like I did for the last blanket, mm -hmm. she wanted a more neutral gray. Oh, nice. So I ordered Madeline Tosh Twist Light, which is one of their fingering weight yarns, in the turn colorway, mm -hmm. which is a more medium gray tonal yarn. And I'm just going to be knitting that for, you know, probably the next year. Maybe I'll get it done by next Christmas. We'll see. The difference in the way I'm knitting this one versus the last one the last one I cast on 24 stitches per side of the square, and it's a mitered square, so you decrease every right side row. This time I cast on 30, so they will be larger squares. So that doesn't necessarily mean less knitting, obviously, but mentally I'll be knitting fewer squares. So <laughs> mentally I'm telling myself it's less knitting, which is completely ridiculous, but somehow it's working for me. So I'm up to the third square on that blanket, and you'll hear a lot about it over the next year because yeah. hopefully it'll be something that I pick up on a regular basis. We'll see. So that's the memory blanket, and I'm using the same pattern I did before, which is by Georgie Nicholson, and it's just called the memory blanket. So those are the things I'm knitting. Hi, Mr. Frog. This frog is... <laughs> he wants to laughing. be part of the podcast. Yes. He really does. All right, what have you finished since the last recording? Hats, it sounds well, like. Hats. As I said, I have made two of the troll hats that I was stocking, which is a design, baby design, that has a little point on the head. It comes to a little point like the old school troll doll's hair. And you make them in bright colors. And a friend of mine from grammar school just became a grandma for Yay. the first time. Her new baby, new grandbaby was born right before Christmas. So as soon as I heard baby had arrived, I put two hats in the mail and Aww. yeah, and they arrived. It had, it only had to go up to the East Bay, but they arrived like within a day and a half. And when she went to go meet the baby on Christmas Day for the first time, she was able to take the hats Aww, with her. Yeah. How cute. Yeah. So that really worked out well. So nice. congratulations to my friend Lynn, who is a new grandma. Yay. And I also made two more of the sea train hats on the sea train hats. So a total of four already waiting in my giveaway pile for next year. Excellent. Yes. And what have you finished, Gail? I finished Olivia's, my granddaughter's, third birthday presents. And this is pretty funny. They asked her the other day, Olivia, what's your last name? And she said, uh, my name's Livy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. And the other day I called her Olivia and she said, no, Livy, not Olivia. So Livy's third birthday presents. And the first one is a hat. It has been named the Fruity Pebbles hat. It is just a hat that I created using cast on numbers from 
probably a tin can knits hat. It's knit in worsted weight yarn from Pan Fran Knits, and it's a assigned pooling or planned pooling yarn. And Libby's favorite color is purple. And the main color in this yarn is a light purple. It's tonal. And then it has sections in rainbow. It's really pretty. It's super cute. So I did the same stitch from my calico shawl for the color changes in this yarn. So basically, it's a tonal purple hat with these little sections of rainbowy bits that look like Fruity Pebbles, if you've ever seen the cereal in America called Fruity Pebbles. I think they look more like Fruit Loops. Kind of like Fruit Loops, too, but Alex really likes Fruity Pebbles, so it's something (laughs) that they have in their house and they recognize. So the Fruity Pebbles hat is done. Really liked the way the yarn knit up. It's very colorful, and Livy's going to love her hat. And then I also finished her birthday sweater, which is the Baby Sweater on Two Needles by Elizabeth Zimmerman from the Knitter's Almanac. And that sweater is written for fingering weight wool for a baby size. So I did some swatching and some math, and I compared it to other patterns for the size I wanted to achieve. And I used DK weight yarn. I used Hazelnut's Lively DK In the velveteen colorway, which is very pretty, tonal, deep purple, and came out to exactly the dimensions that I wanted. We measured the last sweater I knit for Olivia, which is fitting her very well. Alex measured that, and I used those measurements for this sweater. And I just finished it last night, and I picked up buttons for it today on my way to pick up Charlene. So when I get home today, I'm going to block the hat and the sweater. And tomorrow, hopefully, I will be knitting on buttons because I leave for Spokane in just a few days to celebrate her third birthday with the family. So I'm super, super excited. And speaking of hand knits for my daughter, Alex, and her family, they received the hats a couple days before Christmas. And Alex was having a really bad week. (laughs) And... I got a text from her saying, I'm going to tattle on myself. And I said, you opened your Christmas presents, didn't you? And she said, yes, I did. And she sent me this picture of herself that is fantastic. She's wearing the hat. And I also gifted her my lead the way wrap that I knit during the period she was pregnant with my grandson, Wesley. And I was knitting it at her house when he was born. So she got to see me in the process of knitting it and really loved the rainbow gradient that I was doing. So I gifted it to her for Christmas and she loved everything so much. She sent me this picture of herself wearing the hat, wearing the wrap, giant smile on her face. And I just was so happy that she loved it so much. And Josh opened his hat the same night and then they rewrapped their gifts and put them (laughs) under the tree. And the next morning I called and we FaceTimed and I got to watch them open their presents. And Livy was holding her saying, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited before she even opened it. And Alex and Olivia's hats have matching pom-poms. Yeah. And they looked so cute. All four hats fit them perfectly. All four of them love their hats. Wesley can't actually say he loves his hat, yeah. but he looks cute in his hat. So that was a huge success. And Max's birthday, I'm oh, sorry, Max's Christmas hat was also a big success. Excellent. So all of my hand-knit Christmas gifts, big success, which makes Excellent. me so happy. My family is very noteworthy. And I have to say that photo of Alex with her hat on looking so excited was hilarious because she did. She looked like 
a three-year-old all <laughs> on excited morning. on Christmas morning. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I put it in the Ravelry thread for December. So if anyone wants to see it, it's really, really cute. It's very cute. All right. And we have a fun feature segment today. We wanted to talk a little bit about the phenomenon of mini skeins, especially in the context of all the countdown kits that are part of the holiday season. Yeah, I've seen many, many dyers come out with these. Sometimes they call them countdown sets, sometimes advent sets, sometimes mini skein sets. And then there's all kinds of new patterns that have come out in the last few weeks, few couple months maybe, to support all of these mini skein sets and it gives you the opportunity also to use up your scraps because you can use your own scraps and a lot of these patterns are excellent ways to use your scraps if you perhaps don't want to purchase additional yarn Mm -hmm. (laughs) but still want to participate in this fun fun trend And neither of us actually purchased a countdown kit, although I've been very tempted. But you really have to be (laughs) on it to get one because they usually are offered by dyers late summer-ish time frame. Yeah, you really have to look out for them. So you have to plan if you want one, somehow check in with the dyers that you like or if you subscribe to newsletters you have to look out for them fairly early because a lot of times you have to prepay for them, like Gail said, in the summertime. And then you have a few months where you forgot that you bought yourself a (laughs) present. And then when it arrives, you're really happy because you have a present that you've already paid for and forgotten about. (laughs) And... One thing about the countdown kits is, one, they sell out very quickly. So be aware if you're watching out for them, they do sell out quickly. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think most dyers make very many of them because they're very work intensive. So they're usually not inexpensive, but a lot of work goes into the preparation and the making of the mini skeins and things like that. So most of the ones I've seen people reveal on Instagram and or podcasts and such are so 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 pretty so one of these days i may (laughs) treat myself but we'll see i've said that many years in a row and i never do it i typically speaking i don't like surprise yarn i like to pick out my colors that's my my reason for not usually going for an advent a lot of people like that surprise but we got our surprise a different way this year we did so there's a small group that has been participating in our weekly Zoom calls almost every week. I mean, we always have a few new people come and go, and then there are some people that don't make it every single week. There are some regulars that are there maybe once a month or every other week, that kind of thing. So there's there's a, a really nice group, but Within that group, there have been about 25 of us or so that have been almost every week. Yeah, almost every week. Yeah, yeah. And so one of our listeners, Barbara, suggested 
this mini skein swab. And everybody was incredibly enthusiastic about it. And so if you wanted to somehow make one of these patterns that called for mini skeins, there are lots of ways to get it. Like Gail and I mentioned, you can go out, scout it out, and purchase a full complete set from a dyer. One of the other ways is perhaps if you have your own scraps, you can also put together 25 or 30 mini skeins from your own scraps if you have that many scraps, and a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could package those up in the summer, yes. put them in a bag, and wait until December, and then yep. you won't even remember what colors exactly. you're going to get on which day. Exactly. But you'll know you'll like all the colors because yes. they came out of your own Exactly. <laughs> you can swap with in-person friends or knitters that kind of thing. I mean, if you don't want to go and spend the money on a mini skein kit, yes, you can most likely find people within your knitting realm that are willing to swap. And so this way, Gail and I decided to try was to join this this mailing swap. And we both have had bad experiences with swaps in the past. So we were both a little hesitant. I was very leery because I have had bad experiences. And it's not that... I'm just going to come out and say it. Oftentimes, (laughs) I've found that in swaps, people take the yarn they don't want and swap that instead of swapping something that means something to the group with which they're swatching. Or or in my experience, I send off a package and don't get anything. <laughs> yes, that has happened to me that in various has forms. Yeah, happened to me twice. And this group, we had a theme. We had a an idea that the yarn we sent was supposed to represent us. So you can imagine what color I may have sent, what color Charlene may have sent, (laughs) and you'll probably be right. So that was the whole theme for us. And some people sent yarn that was local to them. Some people sent yarn that had specific meaning to them. Mm -hmm. And there were, what, 20 so of us, I think? 22, somewhere around there. And they're from all around the world, which was really, really cool. And these are people that most of them we haven't met in person. In our lives. But now I consider to be quite good very friends. Very good friends. Very, yeah. very good friends. And if I we go a week and somebody is missing. We like, miss them. Where's so-and-so? Yeah. You know, and we make a point to try to find out. Or perhaps they will have pre-told us. And then everybody says, oh, so-and-so is doing, I don't know, visiting a relative or has a, a dance thing today, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And so it's like, we all think of that person. <laughs> so it's been really fun. And this has been a good swap experience for both of us because yeah. of the personal nature of it. Yeah. So for me, that's Definitely. one of the big success factors in the swaps that have been successful for me is either I'm swapping with someone and we have like a questionnaire where you ask questions about the person and maybe you don't give away who your swap partner is. But they find out things about you to make your swap, the things that you receive in your swap, very personal to you. So you don't just get a random skein of yarn that they mm. were going to put on a stash table <laughs> instead, but in the yarn swap. <laughs> or if it's a personal thing like that, usually you do get something 
if you send something, you get something in return and nobody ghosts you. So very easy to do a swap. And like Charlene said, if you organize it with your local knitting friends, then there aren't any mailing costs involved. Right. Because that's the other thing to consider too. Mailing has gone up. The cost of mailing has gone up so so much much in the past couple of years. And we were swapping internationally. So it's a commitment in the fact that you have to commit to a certain level of expense to mailing these little bits of yarn all over the world. And that was part of the fun part, though, to receive yarn (laughs) from all over the world, I have to say. We had Sweden, Norway, Australia, two people in Canada, Mexico. Mexico, and I think the rest of us were in the U.S., so quite a distribution. Yeah. So things you can knit with your minis, all of these advent or countdown related patterns that Charlene's yeah. been mentioning. So I chose the Habitation Throw. Every year, Helen Stewart does her knit vent collection. And usually the first pattern in her collection is related to one of these yarn sets. So this was her advent pattern from several years ago. And basically, this is just an end to end garter stitch throw where every 10th row you do an eyelet row I think and on the Mm -hmm. edges it's a knit I-cord you knit as you go I-cord edging so the colors we received in our swap all go remarkably well together it's very interesting how (laughs) so many of us the yarns all just go well together so Charlene has been meticulously matching hers up and I just started reaching into the bag and grabbing colors on mine. I thought, well, I could be I I want to do it like Charlene. I almost took Charlene's actual color choices. <laughs> I was just gonna doff yours because you're so good at that. And then I thought, no, I think I'm just gonna kind of make them random. And well, it's, Brenda yeah. actually opened one every day and she did them in the order they were received. So I can't wait to see her. I can't tomorrow. wait to see that too. This it's so cool the way that Different people will go about it. I mean, me, I have meticulously rewound all of the yarn into little mini skeins because I enjoy playing with color. So for me, it's been an additional source of joy because I will sit there with all the mini skeins on the table and I'll arrange and rearrange and switch a couple colors here and switch a color, couple colors there and take a picture and then look at the pictures later in the day and try to decide (laughs) which one I like better. And one of the interesting things that I've learned about myself is that I make a lot of the same color choices because I have all these 20 something mini skeins and I don't keep them in order. Once I'm done playing with them for the day, I just shuffle them and they go back into the bag and I can pick them, spread them out the next day and arrange them in exactly the same order. That doesn't surprise me with you. You're so, (laughs) she's so good at that. I mean, when we set up at stitches with Kim's booth, she always just organizes the yarn in this way. That's just astounding. So it doesn't surprise me that that's your, the way you do it. It's interesting. It's interesting. You definitely learn a little bit about yourself and it's 
it's fun to hear the ways people will deal with their mini skeins. Like you said, some there are some people that are just reaching into that bag and whatever they get, they're knitting. And some people are knitting them in the order that they were received. And so I'm very excited. We do have a pattern bundle for mini skein patterns. I think we need to update it and add some more patterns because there are so many patterns that we've talked about the last couple of episodes that need to be added. And I think the bundle is actually called patterns for small bits of yarn. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. So you can look at the bundle for ideas and we will put some new patterns in there as well. But the things you can do with your mini skeins is also endless possibilities. Some people are knitting socks Someone was going to do leg warmers. Of course, there are blankets, shawls, scarves, wraps. What was another interesting one? Oh, Robbie is going to do Robbie's a sweater. going to make a, a sweater. sweater. She's just going to add some neutral color to mm-hmm. go with it to bump it up so that there's enough yarn for a sweater, which I think is very cool. Yeah. So the, the possibilities of the things you can do with yeah. scraps is endless yeah. as well. So it's just a super fun thing. And I've also... I had a lot of fun, not just opening something new every day, because who doesn't want to open some fun little (laughs) present every day, but also winding up the yarn. So in order to mail, what we most of us did is took something like an index card and wrapped the yarn around the index card to make it as flat as possible to get into an envelope and send it. So there was fun in rewinding that yarn. Mm -hmm. You rewound yours into mini skeins. Mm -hmm. I rewound mine into little balls. And it's just fun. You're like, this yeah. came from my friends. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. They touched it too. Yeah. And it just is really fun. So in parting, one thing to keep in mind, a project like this with all these different colors, all these mini skeins, yes, there is going to be lots of ends to weave in. Mm. So think about what your strategy is going to be for weaving in all the ends because you could just leave them all until the very end and then sit down and have a glass of wine or tea (laughs) and just have a weave in end fest that's option a option b of course is to somehow weave as you go so just figure out your strategy so that you're not surprised at the end (laughs) what i've been doing i wish i knew the name for this technique But basically, as you come to the end of one color, as you're knitting, you fold that back on itself Mm -hmm. and you fold the next new yarn around it and you just keep knitting with those two colors. I love that way. It's so fast and easy. And then you just trim the little bits. Yeah. It's just so fast and easy. I love that way. So you're actually knitting a couple stitches with doubled yarn. Mm -hmm. But you can't tell. But you can't product. tell. Yeah. No. I will no. try and to find the name have for to that. Go back. And yes. I don't know what it's called either. But I, I really say it's a like Russian join, that. but that's probably not right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll try to find the name for it and a YouTube video or, or a tutorial of some sort and put it in the show notes. Not the show notes. Put it in the Ravelry thread for this episode. Yeah. Well, if you if you do Send find the you. name, I can put it in the show notes. Too. So we'll have it in both places. Yes. And again, show notes yes. are always on yarniax.com. Shirley links to all the cool things, so you don't need to take notes as you're listening, because right. I know we've heard that from many people. <laughs> they want to try to take notes. It's not necessary. Shirley links to everything, and 
We'd love to hear your pattern ideas and your swap ideas and your mini skein ideas. Yes. So I did mention that we have a bundle set up on Ravelry. I believe the bundle is set so that anyone can add patterns to it. So there are probably many that we are not aware of or have not added just because we don't know them all. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So if you would like to add patterns to that bundle, please feel free. If you would like to discuss strategies for weaving in ends or ideas for setting up swaps with in-person friends or or friends friends from afar, join us in the thread. Yeah. And Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. When you listen to this, it will already be 2022. Oh, it hurt to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But today we're celebrating the very last day of 2021. Yes. And this episode won't be out for a little while. But But you'll never know that because you're listening in the future. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of podcasting. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 